What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Bar High Podcast. This is miniseries episode number two. So today, guys, I just want to basically cover the grounds of what happened, um, I guess you can say, this week. Uh, Wednesday, we had the Kyle Miller podcast come out, which I'm extremely excited about, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it and found value in our conversation. He is a hilarious dude, and honestly, he brings a lot of value to the table, so if you haven't listened to that already, I would highly recommend you head on over to www.thebarhighclub.com, and you can find that episode on there and any other information you guys are looking for about myself or the podcast. So, uh, we are now in the new year. It is... uh, January 6th today. Uh, By the way, my birthday is on January 23rd, birthday plug. Um, So with that being said, we are now in a new year. And I just want to share with you guys one of the new rabbit holes that I went down last year around this time. And it has to do with programming and being in a community fitness, um, basically, or, you know, basically talking about uh, exercise in general. So what I mean by that is last year is when Aaron and I first invested into our uh, um, a training program around triathlon. So for those of you that do not know, um, I am now classified as a triathlete. I have a few underneath my belt. I did 70.3 half Ironman last year and I've done a couple sprint triathlons and I have more um, lined up for 2022. So with that being said is, you know, it's a new year. Everybody is you know, potentially trying new things, hopefully, you know, like I always like to say, go out there and chase your curiosity. And uh, yeah, so if, 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 if there is something that you're curious about when it comes down to fitness or where to take your fitness, um, you know, triathlons are one of those things you could potentially go and check out if you're super curious about that. But I would highly recommend don't just jump in the fire. Uh, go out and get a coach. Uh, and that goes with anything, uh, to be honest. Like, I'm also a F45 coach. So that is another option as well. You could go and invest into um, a community, into their programming, and, and basically challenge your fitness and explore what that fitness allows you to do and use that fitness to go and open new doors. So for me, when it came down to my curiosity of triathlons, I um, kept on going down the the rabbit hole and um, I'm fully committed to it now. I love it. I'm grateful that I tried it out and it is now a part of my personal lifestyle and it's something that keeps me accountable as well. When I sign up for a race, I'm like, holy crap, I can't really relax too much um, because I don't want race day to come around and next thing you know is... I'm not in shape for it. And that's just going to put me in a big world of hurt. So I use racing or my triathlon hobby as a form of accountability. Um, And like I had mentioned, F45. I'm a coach there. There's F45s pretty much all around the world now. Um, You know, it's 45 minutes. And it's all functional fitness based. So you're getting in there. It's a quick workout. You know, it's not taking a lot out of your day or your time. So I'd highly recommend checking that out. And also, you know, see what else is around you. If there's, you know, kick, kickboxing, jujitsu, um, it could be a rowing club. You know what I mean? Just go out there and get a taste of what that might be or that fitness that 
you're curious about going and investing into and get a sample of it. Um, if you were on the Instagram page, you would have seen uh, I posted a clip from Mirko uh, Kurek, who is one of my good friends, and he's going to be... Um, his podcast is going to be in February. So, you know, we, we, we spoke a, a bit about, you know, sampling curiosity, right? If there's something you're curious about, go and sample it. Go try it out. A lot of gyms have, um, you know, a, a week trial or a day trial. Go in there. Try it out. If you enjoy it and, you know, you find when you are going through the experience, you know, it, it's giving you a sense of, of, of a challenge. And then when you are finished the experience or the class that, you know, you're like, wow, like that was hard, but I could see myself coming back. And that's you chasing that curiosity or sampling it. Right. And, um, you know, now going back to me and triathlon, I, I love it like i i'm so happy that is something that i actually went and tried um out and i started off with a sprint there are triatries which are much smaller distance you're looking at a 350 meter uh swim and then you're doing i think it is a 10k bike and a one or 2k run so if you're curious about that i would highly recommend to do a try a try and then that way you could kind of get a sample of how that all works Mind you, you do need to have the proper tools as well. Um, so you're going to need bike. You're going to need a bike. You're going to need any kind of bike, actually. A mountain bike, road bike. It could be just a, a regular hybrid bike. Anything that's going to get you from point A to point B. Um, and make sure, you know, it, it's properly fitted for your size. And, and you could get more invested into that down the line um, as you become more curious about, um, you know, getting into triathlons. So there's that. Shoes, you need to have a proper pair of running shoes. Any kind of shoe will do. Obviously, uh, shoes that are made for the road is, you know, very important. And the last one, which is always going to be the first part of um, your actual triathlon experience is swimming. So for me, just a backstory, I did not know how to swim two years or three years ago. Um, I went and purchased a, a, a wetsuit and I got to the lake, went there with my girlfriend. And, you know, at the time, um, you know, I personally thought that I could swim just just because I saw it on TV. I've grew up, I grew up playing in the water and stuff like that. So I went there with nothing but utmost confidence more confidence than than anybody I, I i know when they don't know how to do something so um we got on the, out into the water and she pointed to a buoy or buoy where the hell you want to call it about you know 200 meters away and i was like okay yeah sure great let's let's swim out to there and next thing you know i, I get into the water i'm feeling good the water's feeling nice and in you know warm on my body it was a warm day and uh i i saw her doing her thing just kind of like getting warmed up and starting to swim out there i'm like okay yeah i got this so you know i i i put my my arms into the water and next thing you know i'm like okay i'm not moving as fast as she is and uh there's a dock probably about 20 meters away and i'm like okay cool i'm gonna you know swim out to this dock and i i i I feel my neck and my head above the water, right? And I'm looking at her. Her head is going into the water and then coming out on the water. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand what the heck is she doing that I'm doing different here. And so, you know, I'm getting a little neck neck cramp going on because I'm whipping it back and forth, left to right, but it's not going in the water. So I'm not understanding that initial, um, you know, experience there or or that gesture, right? And and you know, I, I swim to the dock. It was not beautiful. It was horrible. 
horrible. I actually like I swam a little bit past it, and then I I turned around because I'm like I'm gonna drown, or I'm gonna just be a floating, you know, black person in the in the middle of the water, and I don't want people to call you know a lifeguard or anything. That's so I'm like you know what I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna go back to the dock. I'm gonna wait for her to do her thing, and and when she got to her location, she turned around and she yelled to me, Spencer. I was like I was like yep. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, I, I, I can't swim. And at that moment, I'm like, holy crap, I have um, a lot of work to do. And uh, yeah, it, it was a very funny um, experience for me because that night I kind of went back uh, to her and I was like, you know, wow, like I got I got a lot of work. I, I, I do not know how to swim. And, and mind you, we, we, she taught me some stuff when we were there originally. Um, but I was just like, you know what, like. If I really want to do my first triathlon, I, I have to um, now go down another rabbit hole where you know you got to learn a new skill, and, and you know when you when you go and try new things, you are you're learning along the way. So you have to be kind of like a sponge. You have to be very open minded and 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 take in everything that you possibly can when it comes down to educating yourself about whatever it is that you're investing yourself into. And uh, I think that's a hard part for a lot of people is that they're like, oh, this is too hard. I don't have the time um, to dedicate to this. I'm not going to do it. But remember, things aren't going to happen overnight. And that was one thing I had to, um, you know, basically come to accept for myself uh, because, you know, when you when you learn how to swim at, you know, I think I was 29 at the time um, as an adult as well, it, it's not as easy, right? And uh, for me, I'm a very confident person and, uh, you know, having to start from the bottom with something uh, is a little bit of a shot to the ego, I won't lie. So it's not like, you know, going and swimming is very easy, like putting on a pair of shoes and just going outside and run for a little bit and then jog or, or do a slow walk or whatever, right? I literally had to figure out what pools I could go to. So you have to, you know, go in scheduling time for certain pool times. And then you have to look for the slow lane, right? I'm usually the fast guy with biking and, and, and running. So, you know, being in the slow lane and then like not being able to, to breathe um, is I find, you know, one of the main issues or problems for a lot of new swimmers is they don't know how to breathe. And then the second thing, I'm very muscular. So I don't float at all. I sink like a rock. So now it's building the comfort um, and, and <laughs> building the comfort in the water to one, not look like a dying fish um, or, or, or maybe like a, a bird that can't fly out of the water. I don't know. Just picture something flopping on the water and, and that's me. Okay. So that's where I started with that. Um, and I couldn't breathe uh, correctly. So, you know, like I, basically what I'm trying to say is is be patient, take your time with it, um, just don't give up. Like you you got to keep showing back up I, and that's what I did with the swimming. I would show back up, I would do 10 minutes here, I'd do 20 minutes here, I would take longer breaks in between each lap and I just kept showing up and, and putting in the time and the effort um, because I truly wanted to do my first triathlon um, and, and not uh, get disqualified, and that really scared me. And, and that's another thing too with being patient is 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 you could use the fear as a sense of motivation to, you know, allow you to take it seriously. And in that, it's not a joke. 
um, when you're you're you know in water and your life is kind of on the line. Like I know that sounds a little bit like you know aggressive in a way, but it's true. Like you know, you, you, there is a chance that you could potentially drown, um, and so that was you know another driving factor for me that I did not want to drown, of course. Um, and that's the fun thing about putting in the time and effort to see the results happen as you go through the motions and you just take things on with baby steps and, and just being patient and, and being around the people, um, being around the right people to support you along the way as well. I, um, was very fortunate to have my girlfriend who is, um, a qualified lifeguard and she's a great swimmer. So I had her support there to help me along the way with my experience, um, learning how to swim and, uh, you know, it it really helped me. And so invest into, um, you know, coaches, invest into having somebody come out and, and watch you, um, whether it be in the bike, the swim, the run, and we could definitely talk about that as well, right? So let's move into the 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 bike component of triathlon. So a lot of times people feel that, you know, they, they feel very uncomfortable or they don't have the proper bike. That's okay. Yes, the bike plays a big part in the actual triathlon itself, but it's not the most taxing, which is funny to hear because a lot of people think the bike is hard. It's not, you know what I mean? It just, you don't have to go out there and, and, and push as hard as you can. You know what I mean? Put your helmet on, jump on the bike and think of it as a nice sunny day. You're out there just exploring the environment around you. Easy. And then as you become more experienced on the bike, same thing. You got to keep showing up every single day, right? If you um, go with just flat pedals to putting on clips, um, it's where you see a lot of people, they have certain pair of a bike a certain pair of bike shoes that they clip into the actual pedals and you know it's funny i was watching aaron who's my girlfriend she um you know struggled with that at the very beginning she started to use clip-on shoes and stuff like that but she just kept on showing up in the same thing you gotta be patient you gotta put in the time and effort and eventually you'll get to the point in your um you know uh, curiosity where things start to click and become easier for you because you just kept on putting in the time and the effort, okay? So as you become more experienced in the bike component of, of triathlons, you know, you can invest in the better gear. You could get a bike fit, which I highly recommend to anybody that's getting into a sport where they're putting stress on the body. Make sure that you have the proper um, fit for your your body, for the, the actual bike frame, and then, um, you know, your your own personal safety because you don't want to pull a muscle cause an injury and you know basically ruin your whole experience especially once you get to the run so let's talk about the run shoes right get a proper pair of running shoes don't use shoes that you've had for five six you know years that the tread is gone 
uh, you know, they're, they're dirty, the laces are all messed up. You want to make sure that you're investing into a proper pair of shoes, which is extremely important for safety injury. Once again, you want to make sure that you're using the proper footwear. So then that way you could finish the race, not feeling broken or your body is destroyed or you got, you know, um, what's it called? Blisters and stuff like that. Right. So l- go to your nearest running store talk to the owner all of them are very experienced in the shoes and what might fit you best and they might be able to do a a test with you as well to see what your gait looks like and your gait is uh basically what your body looks like when it runs right what what's your form look like how does your feet uh place do you land um very much on your heel do you land midfoot do you land high toe right and so you know when you go to a running store they'll be able to guide you and 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 make sure that you are wearing the proper shoes um which is extremely important and uh yeah so you know that that, that's the the rabbit hole there with me (laughs) going down the triathlon uh, whole and and you know that's a very recent hobby I could say now for the past couple of years and uh, honestly it's been a lot of fun and you know if you guys are ever curious you want to talk more about that please shoot me a message I'm always down to talk about uh, training uh, and that will lead me into my next part so yes um, I am an F45 coach. I do do triathlons and uh, Aaron and I actually have uh, created our own online coaching program where we're just kind of helping people with their strength, a little bit of endurance, nothing crazy. We're not looking for, you know, creating super high end athletes. We just want to help people that want to move better. Um, I am very strict on form and uh, the educational component of teaching and Aaron's very big on the endurance side and also at the educational side. So we have a good mix to bring to the table. Um, I've done bodybuilding. Um, I've done CrossFit. I've done obstacle course racing, triathlons now, you know, so I have a good background and also I was in school for two years in the health wellness fitness program. Um, so I have a good background when it comes down to that. And you know what? It brings me fulfillment to see when somebody has uh, walked away from a session with me and say they feel stronger, they feel confident, they feel sexy in their body, you know, and I just want to provide the opportunity for everybody or anybody that has worked with me or has anybody has done um, a program or a class with Aaron or I um, to, to know that they are unstoppable. They can literally do anything that they put their mind to. I'm going to open that door for you, whether you think you can do it or not, because, you know, fitness is a beautiful thing. Fitness saves you time. Fitness allows you to go out and explore the world that is in front of us. And I honestly think that more people need to see it's not just a chore that you check off on the list. It's not just something that you do just for weight loss. Fitness is so much more mentally, physically. And that's another big thing too, is the mental aspect that being fit gives you. You feel happier, you know, like when you eat that pizza, you're not going to, you know, beat yourself up mentally about it because your body is doing everything it can to burn it off and use it as fuel. And that's, and that's just leads us into another topic is getting to the nutrition and looking at your relationship with food and how you could eat a certain way as a performance enhancer for your fitness gains and your, your fitness performance. Right. So, you know, 
those are just some things that we are going to be able to provide um, working with us um, as online coaches. And I'm super excited about it. We, um, we, we so far have had some great feedback and uh, I'm kind of lost for words uh, because it's something that I've always wanted to do. And it's great that I have now a partner to invest that time and energy into this project with and um yeah we're hoping to really build it out to be something more and uh we ended up taking our my first name and for her first name so spencer and aaron and we just combined it to two and we came up with sparing online fitness coaching so thank you i know it's super creative um but we wanted just something different so yeah uh i hope you guys enjoyed or are enjoying this little mini podcast here that I'm doing. Um, I just want to give you some info on our next guest. My next guest, his name is Steve Hanning. He's a good friend of mine. I've grown up with him. Um, I've known him now for more than a decade. And um, he is a basically internationally known photographer. This man is extremely creative. And it's just a, a beautiful thing to watch him do what he does. Because, you know... Sometimes I like to imagine being in other people's shoes and, you know, the, the, the amount of creativity and effort and like the finite detail that goes into, you know, him creating a scene or a photo, it's crazy. And I've been in a few, he's done a, a handful of photo shoots with me personally, but I've also been an assistant for him on some shoots and just being to see how he puts everything together is amazing. And it's not just photography that we get into. He is also big on educating. Um, he's flown out now to, um, out North to help on some of the, um, native reservations, I think they're called. I, I could be totally wrong and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but he goes out there and he helps and he teaches um, the kids there about photography and, and they do a lot of artsy stuff like that and put on events. And he's gone out there now, I think more than five, six times. And he does different documents out there and, and just bringing awareness that, you know, these people need more support and love and care and, and not kind of be forgotten about yes they might be in a very secluded area but you know i think that the fact that he could be anywhere else in the world somewhere warm he's he's putting in all this time and effort to bring awareness out there and if you go over to www.creativeof.ca you can see more about steve and what he brings um to the table when he starts or sort of when he educates or goes out there to educate he's his documents i think are out on there you could find links on there but um man honestly he he, he is a a very like very driven and personally to me a very good role model um and i'm extremely grateful to have gotten the time to sit down and talk to him about you know everything that he's been doing and the things that he's invested into and just you know understanding more what it takes to 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 be a, an inter internationally known photographer and um yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy that. So that will be out on Wednesday, um, which is, I think, January 12th. And uh, yeah, so that'll be out sometime on, at, on that day or whatever. Um, it all depends if I'm working or not. 
it usually I like to have them out nice and early. But yeah, so if you guys are enjoying these, um, I would love for you to leave me a comment, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram at uh, the Bar High Podcast, and. I think that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. So once again, thank you for listening to uh, miniseries number two, Sampling Curiosity. Um, Yeah. Don't forget to set the bar high. And Happy New Year's. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.